Thanks for joining us for another Faith Horizons podcast. The purpose of a Faith Horizons podcast is to discover the kingdom of God in Kansas City, one conversation at a time. Through this interview, you get to hear some of Bill's backstory, how it all came about, experiencing the many different aspects and expressions of Christianity without being married to just one of them. As a follower of Jesus Christ, God has led Bill on an incredible journey of discovery into the wide open spaces of his heart towards those who don't know him. Through his heavy involvement with the Lord on this topic, Bill now invites churches to pursue the lost, facilitating and resourcing events and local outreaches that bring together churches of multiple denominations and personalities to seek and save the lost. Here's my conversation with Bill Otterness. Well, I'm really excited about this episode, Bill, because um, I really feel like this episode is uh, uh, really going to showcase who you are. And so I, I'm thinking about titling this episode, Just Do It. When you were 30 years old, you got saved. And then about two years after that, you just started getting involved with all these different ministries just to figure out what the kingdom of God was all about. So can you tell us just a little bit about just a short brief of what your life was like before Christ and then just what started happening? Yes. Well, in short, you know, I'm a Christian now, raised by heathens. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so there wasn't a lot of biblical background structure or anything like that. And um, through a friend invited me to church, and, and I heard the Word of God, and that was the truth, and the truth will set you free. And this so is in I Kansas City, free. right? Yeah. So all this occurred in Kansas City, cool. which is interesting because I, I would never—so I guess that's how the Lord wanted me here in Kansas yeah. City. You know, being raised in the South, but then came here, you know, was not running right, but then ended up yeah. switching my life, completely flipped it over. Really, everybody disappeared, my friends and everything, because, you know, I was a different person. And I just really embraced the Word and embraced the church, just soaked it up for a couple of years, because I really didn't have much else going on. I was working at the time. I had a really great job with this kind of Fortune 500 company doing tech work and yeah. industrial technologies. And so, you know, there was, I, w- I was set up with that, but I really didn't have a lot to do in my spare time. So I went to a lot of different churches. I had my main church, and then I had like my uh, Sunday night church, and then I had my Saturday night church, and then I just kind of met all these different people and their different outreaches. And so I just was getting involved. You are almost like beginning to build a network of people that you knew. I really and, was. I mean, and that's exactly what was happening. I mean, you're just exploring, you know? I, exploring I was seeing the- that this church has this going on, and they could use help in this other area. And yeah. I noticed this other church yeah. or this other ministry, they have that, yeah. that they can help. And so I'm like, I need to put all these guys together yeah. and help them, you know, figure it out. And, 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 you know, and really the whole thing started because a- after going through the Word and for two years straight, I mean, yeah. I'm just reading the Bible from cover to cover and yeah. just studying it and taking in all these different uh, online studies and CDs and, you know, cassette tapes. I had cassette tapes on rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I realized that, you know, I'm supposed to be doing something with this. Over yeah. and over and over again, there's commandments by Jesus and the disciples to say, go and do this, go go out. Yeah. And I, and I started feeling confident, like, I should be doing this. Yeah. And that's when I started getting involved with these other churches. And then 
you know, as it uh, progressed, I ended up coming across Youth with a Mission. They had a ministry involved with them called Impact World Tours, and they pretty much did that. They brought all the churches together and right. all the ministries and organizations and businesses, and they would put them together to create one massive outreach campaign. And I was like, whoa, they're doing it. I don't need to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> so I jumped on with them and 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 with GX International, and, and, and that's how I really got involved with uh, a more concrete missions focus. Yeah. And then, um, when, so you kind of partnered with them and kind of got to learn the, the lay of the land, really. Oh, you know? yeah, I got formal training from them, classroom yeah. training and yeah. stuff like that. And so, yeah, there was, there was a but, lot but of before, before classroom training, though, there was a there was an actual passion and a draw into this, like you were actually interested in this, yeah. So, the one thing, and still true to this day, it's, yeah. it's concrete. I mean, it, it was so basic, it, it was a commandment that Jesus gave us. And he says that in John chapter 15, verse 12, it says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way that I loved you. And he goes on to say, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. And that's what Jesus did. That's how much he loved us. Yeah. And the basic driving force for me, and I think it's for all people that are involved with sharing the gospel, is love. Yeah. There's just this love that is created in us. We are created in the image of God. We are his reflection. And the only thing that is going to show love on this planet is because of him. Satan is not going to show love in any way at all. There is nothing about him that is love. Right. Everything that God gives, everything that we see that we love— you know, even if it's the creation, I love those trees. I love these flowers, man. I'm just so passionate about this. It's because God and put that in you to yeah. love those things. Right. Satan doesn't give you a love for anything. No, he, he does just not. Wants, no. And so, but it's that love that really drove me to see people in a different perspective. So, like, you know, like you're saying love, but you're not just saying that might have been the that's the motivating factor, but then then there's you have to act on your love. Yeah, and so that's where it is a little bit different. And uh scripture show us even from even from the old testament is that we have been given an authority yeah. from God as his favorite creation, to go out and do things that no other creation on this planet can do. Right. We've even been given authority greater than the angels and demons. Yeah. We have been getting the highest authority here. And so that is something to understand when you're out speaking with somebody, even if it's just in a normal conversation at a coffee shop. Yeah. That not to be intimidated by the world not to be intimidated by evil people because we are all authority. Awesome. We so we we are the light of the world. Jesus yeah. says that, right? And it's not just a little song, this little light of mine, you, you know, uh but I would encourage you sing that over and over to yourself and <laughs> dwell that. You are the light. Darkness cannot comprehend the light. Yeah. That's part of our authority. If you walk into a room and turn on the light, darkness is gone. It's gone. If you walk up to somebody that you know God's been telling you, you're at the workplace, you're in school, and God has really been provoking you to go and speak to that person, 
do it. You're yeah. the light. You go up there, your light is going to shine, and the darkness in that person is going to flee. Yeah. And now you'll be able to see them, and you'll be able to love them. Yeah. And one thing that's interesting about people is every all of them love. Yeah. All of them. You know, we we see people, and some of them are really broken. They're really in bad shape. But they just love being around other people that are full of light and love. Yeah. They will sit there and talk to you and hang out with you. And it's just as simple as just showing them love. Show them you care for them. Show them you love them. And they'll open up and they'll be completely different. And you'll walk away. And, and you know, some of these people, I think to this day, people look back and they remember those moments. Because those were moments that they came in contact with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They came in contact with an authority that they cannot explain. Okay. So, so like, I know you as the, per- <laughs> I know you as the person who, you know, who got involved with like GX International, which is like, they deal with like performing arts. They deal with like rap groups. They deal with, it doesn't, you know, they'll, they'll pull some horses out. They'll put a rock wall up, you know, they'll gather together a city, they'll rent a park, you know, type of thing. But you're saying that all of that is unto creating an experience for an individual to run into the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah. all that's all it is. At the end of the day, that's what we want. That's the whole point to see them yeah. experience that light, yeah. to sense that love. That's yeah. something that they probably in many cases nobody has ever experienced it. Yeah. They they know it's there. They have a yearning. They're like, Man, I know there's something greater than what's going on. Yeah. And then they get a chance to be exposed to it, you know. So all these different outreach expressions are just unto meeting that person. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I like doing events and putting those together, because it gives everybody a rally point. Yeah. It gives you, the neighborhood, the businesses, the churches, the, the ministries, churches. a place that we can all come together and, and, and rally. And it brings all their different resources together. Yeah. Maybe one guy's got some horses and he yeah. loves bringing them out for the I kids. I know, right? Or, you know, this guy, he's, he's the hot dog king of the neighborhood. Yeah. He's going to come out and grill hot dogs for everybody. You know, whatever that event looks like, it, it's really just a rally point to get everybody together. When two or more come together, you know, Jesus is present. Uh, Ecclesiastes tells us that the three-strand cord can't be broken. Yeah. You know, and, and we, when we're unified in the body, we are strong. You can not overcome that at all. Yeah. So when you get like a few hundred people together in the name of Jesus, man, something's going to happen. You don't even have to speak. Yeah. You know, you could go into an area, you could walk into a workplace. You yeah. got five of you guys in there. You really prayed up before you walked into that building. You really, really prayed up good. Yeah. You walk into the building, you don't have to speak a word or do nothing. The presence of Jesus Christ in you is going to shift the atmosphere of that workplace. That's true. And it's because you're looking around, you you see love in every single person. You know they were created in the eyes of God, who is who is the only creator of love. Yeah. And so everybody has that in them. If they don't, they're evil. That's just evil. Bible says God is love, right? God is love. Yeah. There's and no we, there's no other source. We we were called in the beginning to love God with all the heart. Yeah. And Jesus says, "I give you this commandment to just love. That's it. That covers all of the commandments." So these are all, you know, like these outreach expressions or stuff like that. Um, it, it, it really does bring the church. <laughs> I really, I really, it almost, it provokes the church 
to get together. Yeah. Yeah. They they can't ignore the fact that there's going to be, you know, you know, 50 different expressions of Christianity happening at, at a, at a local park, you know, and then you say, well, would you like to be, would you like to be involved with this or do you just not want to be involved at all? <laughs> it gets, a, it, you get to learn each other too. Cause each, <laughs> each, each person has their own personality. Yeah. You know, so the same thing with the church, you know, they're going to have their own personality. Each church has it. Yes. And right. so you get to learn the personality of the other you know, some congregations are very old and some of them are very young and charismatic. And so yeah. there's all these different personalities that we have and they get to meet them and learn about the other personalities. But and each one of their personalities has a different way. They, oh, can, they, they can participate though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and, it, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, and so they, it, and so that's what I like to, I like to see that happen too, you know, but I think the, the basic thing is really if the individual it start. It's like a grassroots movement, yeah. really. I mean, it takes each individual to understand that if I look at this person in a loving way and yeah. know that I am the light, yeah, that I can expel all the darkness in that person. Yeah, God's given me all authority to cast out all of that. Yeah, I can walk up to that person and and just really change their life forever for all eternity. Right. And so if every person in the church did that, yeah. now the church is a different place. Yeah. And now true. that church is just inevitably out doing stuff unprovoked. Yeah. It's just happening. It's just a natural part of their DNA now. Well, the, the rewards of, of evangelism are people who are newly alive coming into the body of Christ. and They're like, yeah, man, they're on fire. <laughs> You know, and, and <laughs> so like torches, man. And even the word evangelism can scare people off. And so, oh, wait, well, I, I like to put it this way. Okay, so you got the prophet, then you you have the apostle, you have the prophet, then you have the middle child, which is the evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you have the uh, pastor and the teacher. <laughs> you know, you don't even you don't you don't have to be like coined like the evangelist per se, because. Each person yeah. is asked by Jesus says, yeah. I give you this commandment, go and love. Yeah. That in itself is evangelism. Right. If you go and love your neighbor, if you go and love that person at your church or love that person in your workplace yeah. or in your school, yeah. and you really do that well, honestly, you don't even have to to go through and do all these five-point gospel evangelistic messages and everything. Like, the greatest commandment is love. Love. That is what's going to shift people. And then they're going to start, they're going to be evangelizing themselves because they'll ask questions. You know, I did that. I had a neighbor that I was doing that to, and he was really standoffish. One day, out of nowhere... I'm down on the curb of my street, and he sees me. So he comes out of his house, runs up there, catches me in the road, and says, hey, I got a question for you. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, Bob. What's up? And he says, what's the difference between God and Jesus? I didn't say nothing to The guy came and starts asking me questions, and that's how that love provokes people to want to know. So they become their own evangelists. They start asking you the questions, and then that just opens it up. And so you just explain it to them, and like you would just talk to anybody else, and before you know it, they're coming to church with you. You're giving them Bibles. Right. You're praying right. with them. <laughs> and and so really, that that's in short, that's really what I'm doing out there. And people call me evangelists and everything, and 
yeah, okay, I'll receive that. But really, that's all I'm doing is just going, walking around wherever I'm at, church, businesses, school, meeting, coffee shops. And, you know, I'm intentional about it, so there's a little bit of a difference in that. Yeah. So I guess it is evangelistic in that in that uh, way because I am intentional about it. But, you know, if you're just intentional about loving that person next to you yeah. at work or at church— you sit there with them every Sunday at church, but you never really talk to them. You just kind of yeah. say hi during the greeting time for 30 seconds. You know, go, go beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, an evangelist also, like, if you take it from evangelist, you know, the, the fivefold ministry is, is is there for the equipping of the church. So one thing you have been able to do, uh, you know, maybe not the, the primary director of, but des- definitely a participant of, is to equip the church to do a to 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 uh, relay the gospel to the to the neighborhoods, and that you've done that through, you know, communicating with different churches to come together to a certain park or or to participate in creating an event so that they can participate. So, oh yeah, uh, I mean that's really kind of cool. So it's fun too. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Especially when I get some of these people out that no one's ever heard of. And Ooh, you're like, who's this guy? Are you sure? Are we, we're actually paying him to come out? And then they then they hear his message from the stage and they oh, hear man. his rap and they see the response from the crowd. And they're like, okay, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then, you know, these, the, the people that you, that you, uh, because evangelist, I mean, not evangelist, but uh, the message of the of the gospel comes in all forms. You know, it comes through the the young girl, you know, who got saved, you know, and her mom and her dad, you know, you know, had passed away, or or uh, it comes through the the guy that's covered in tattoos and he's a and he's a, you know was bound to go down some deep dark road, but then God pulled him out of that, you know, and and so like when you hear those messages, like what you're talking about. When you hear those messages out of these people, you're like, oh, wow, God, you know, that's your person now. You know, that's your, your, um, your son now is now they become sons of God and, and daughters of God in their own way. And God's not afraid of that. He's not afraid of that, the, oh, those no. personalities. Oh, no. And that's what we've noticed being out is that, like, you know, I've been to other countries. Other cities, other inner cities, yeah. you know, Chicago. Oh my gosh! If you want to do some real outreach, go to Chicago, go to the West Side. That's some that's some real stuff there. But everywhere I've been, you know, when you when you approach people, or when they approach you, when you're when you're just covered in the light, in that love, in yeah. that Holy Spirit, you see people. You don't see the tattoos. You don't see right. color. You don't see none of that. All you see is like this person, yeah, that has potential, that has joy, that yeah. has you know. Because when when a child of God is interacting with another individual, that individual is different. Yeah. All of a sudden, he doesn't become a drug dealer or a thug or an alcoholic or whatever stuff they're struggling with in the world they become someone who's completely interested in knowing more about you and this joy and peace and love that you have, you know, so they're different. They're different. They talk different. They, they excuse themselves from accidentally cussing. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. You know, it's like, whatever, man, (laughs) man, (laughs) I know you, you probably cuss like a sailor all day long. And now all of a sudden, because they're in your presence, 
they know there's something different. They know they're within a holiness. Yeah. You know, um, we're, we're, we're told to go out and be holy because he is holy. Yeah. Seek for righteousness. Yeah. So when someone's like, what are you more holier than now? I was like, wow, that's what I'm supposed to be. Yeah. You know, what are you all holy and righteous? Like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. The Bible says I'm to be holy and righteous. Yeah. And so people recognize that. Yeah. You know, especially people that are living in darkness. People that are living in darkness, they see that there is some goodness and then there's a light right there in front of them. And they'll they'll completely act different. Like I said, they'll either be joyous and happy to receive you and want to hear or listen or maybe even have a conversation. Yeah. Or they'll run and flee. If yeah. they run and flee, then you know, okay, that person's completely full of darkness. Yeah. They cannot receive it right now. So if somebody was interested in like acting on or getting involved with just getting in front of people and telling them about Jesus, what you're, which <laughs> what I kind of was hearing here was you're saying that telling people about Jesus Christ becomes almost addictive. Yeah. It's contagious. It's like once you've done it once. <laughs> <laughs> once, you, once you've shared now, and you're right, and that 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 is a huge part of it because we have seen statistics that say only one percent of Christians have actually led someone to Jesus. Right, and so if more people were confident, yeah, about their place in God, then we could see that percentage rise. And I think the easiest way to do that is not so much to go and preach the gospel no. like an evangelist, no. but to really learn how to share your testimony and do it effectively. There are tons of different videos out there and and studies and right. worksheets you can go through. I, I, I mean, I do this with most people when I'm involved with what I'm doing outreach, I go through that with them and teach them how to share their testimony, yeah. those people that are going to be involved. And so your testimony is in itself the gospel message. You know, yeah. the gospel is a contraction that was created from, you know, centuries ago that is oh, two words put together that meant good spell. A good spell was a good story, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was a good spell. And then it came, became contracted together to form one word meant gospel. And so we see that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they had a good spell, you know? <laughs> really, that's what it's it is. It's a good story. <laughs> it, it's their story of their relationship with Jesus, where they were before that, yeah. how that took place, and then where they're at now and how they're walking walking that out. So you got four different gospels there that share how that how Jesus affected their lives and what they seen and how that was formed around them, okay? Yeah. yeah. Nathan, you have a gospel. Yeah. The gospel of Nathan, the I gospel know. of Bill, the gospel of Jane, the gospel of, you know, everybody has their own gospel of what Jesus did in their life. You know, even if you was raised in the church your whole life, at some point it clicked. Yeah. And you knew. And if it hasn't clicked, you need to get back down on your knees and ask him, where are you at, Jesus? Because, you know, once it clicked, there's that shift that happens in your life. Yeah. Where the Holy Spirit really starts to take over. And so learn how to share your testimony and share it well, share it effectively. And that in itself is going to really help because it's your, it's yours. They can't take that from you. That's your story. Yeah, they story. can't tell you that's not true. Yeah. You no, know, that's, that's, that's I mean, what they happened. could say that, well, well, I don't believe that. Well, that's true. Okay, well, uh, you know. Well, that's what it is. 
I mean, they might say that, yeah. but still, his word went out, and it's not going to return void. Yeah. So they're going to walk away with that in their head forever. And you're saying, like, to, to begin this interaction, you know, it's just all about love. You know, if, yeah. it's, if it's mowing somebody's yard, if it's helping them carry their grocery and creating a relationship with a person so Acts that you have— compassion. The, yeah, acts of compassion so that you helping have the, the widows, opportunity helping the homeless, helping the elderly to, to, to share your testimony. Mm-hmm. Those things, those are all things that actually Jesus tells us to go and do at as well. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot neglect that stuff. So that the, so like that's these, technically how I got involved with missions. <laughs> now that I think about it, there was this story. I was going to say, where it's probably this little I was. <laughs> I was driving down the road and I seen this woman walking and I was in the country. Yeah. And she's walking and I'm thinking, where is she walking to? There ain't nothing out here within like two miles probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't stop to pick her up. I was on my way to work. And so I headed into the shop and man, it just really bugged me the whole time. And, um, and then I realized that it, I started thinking it through, you know, because I seen this woman walking down the street. I didn't pick her up, went straight to the shop, started working, but it kept bugging me. Why is this bugging me so much? If I stopped to pick her up, if I stopped to help this person with groceries, if I stopped every time I felt compelled to stop something, I would be doing nothing for myself. <laughs> and it hit me. It's not about me. It was about God. Yeah. I need to be doing everything in my moment every day for God. Yeah. And so I came home from work that day and I and I talked to my wife about, you know, I think I'm supposed to go into full-time missions. Yeah. So we prayed about that and just started going out and asking to create a uh, a group of partners around us and so that's how I got started. It was that really provoked me that if, if I did everything that God told me, I would have no time for myself and yeah. that was just it. Thanks for uh, sharing a part of your testimony, and then um, just the the just do it, uh, just do it, um, change your life. Yeah, and if anybody really needs any help with uh, testimony, or you need to find uh, the right source, or I can personally help you myself. Yeah, I'll do it. You can find him at www.audernessmissions.org. There you go. It really is a privilege to be able to refer to Bill as a friend. The actions he takes to advance the kingdom stirs up the same tenacity in myself and others. I'll leave you with this. Whatever God has put on your heart to do, just do it. You never know what treasure you will find, maybe even the desires of your own heart. Thank you so much for joining us for another Faith Horizons podcast. We look forward to sharing more conversations from the kingdom of God in Kansas City. If you'd like to partner with the Faith Horizons mission to discover the kingdom of God in Kansas City, one conversation at a time, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash faith horizons. Thank you so much. Thank you.